Hi, and welcome to the Hollywood Dreammaker Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gallo. I'm a 35-year veteran actor. I'm the kid who came out to Hollywood with 200 bucks in my pocket and a one-way ticket when I was 18. Didn't know a soul out here, and I've been living my dream ever since. I've had an amazing career. I've been an Academy Award-winning film, blockbuster film, hit TV series. You name it, I've done it, and I got the IMDb credits to prove it. Six years ago, I opened up my own school, the Manhattan Actor Studio, where I found my true passion. That's teaching the craft of acting, but not only teaching the craft of being the guy. Success leaves clues. I know how to make dreams a reality. I did it for myself, and I do it on a daily basis for my students. And I can help you achieve yours. Welcome to my podcast. Let's get started. I am super excited to introduce my guest. He's an actor. He's a casting director. He's the founder and owner of his own casting company, the Arab American Casting Company. I want to welcome Hamza Saman. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Thank you for having me, Billy. I appreciate it. It's good, to see, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, bro. You know, we've met one time in, in real life. Uh, there was, uh, during the whole pandemic, there was this big clubhouse thing. I was on it for a half a second. And, yeah. you know, I met some really cool people on it. And you're one of the people I, I met on it. And uh, we got together and I was like, you know, I would love to have you on my podcast. So thank you for coming on. Oh, no, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So I created this podcast to inspire young artists to follow their dreams, right? If a, if a kid like me can come from Brooklyn at 18 with 200 bucks in my pocket, a one-way ticket, didn't know a soul in California, and become a working actor and make my dream a reality, then why can't the listener out there? You know, if a kid like you could come from Lebanon and come out to Hollywood and carve your path into this business and become a casting director in this business, then... Why can't the listener out there? So, you know, I just, how did you get started? When did you know you wanted to be an actor? Well, I mean, you know, it, it's, uh, my brother and I were in a, in a orphanage uh, and uh, we were separated. So, because, you know, he was older. And one time I saw him on a stage playing a bird and they, I keep like, he, they did a few stages. I'm like, I want to, I want to get there. So every time he does something in acting or, uh, as a kid, I tried to get there. But I was a lot younger, the age, you know, different, like three years different. Um, so, you know, it didn't happen in school. Uh, th but that's, I knew when, when I saw him there, I'm like, I was very interested. And uh, um, we grew up with my grandma and my grandma used to watch movies with us all the time. And uh, she always asked me, what's going on? And I tell her. <laughs> so as, as uh, watching those Egyptian and Arabic movies growing up, I always uh, recast everybody in my head too. Like I would just like, oh, this guy would be really good, and I like you know, and I always have like thing going on, like stories in my head, and trying like I'm not gonna write them down. But, like like this guy would be good in this movie. This this lady would be good in this role, and you know. So and also growing up, so I you know I I, I uh, you know our father was was kidnapped. So it was like one thing like I I know this is I always bring it up because if you ask me how you want to be an actor, like where did you decide? to become like an actor. So, so I, knowing all these actors when I was younger, an Egyptian actor and Lebanese actors, Syrian actors, uh, even American actors, like, cause we watched like Van Damme movie theater and all that stuff, you know, like Bruce Lee and everything. So like these guys are legend and they don't die. Like they live forever and uh, they can get things done. So we, we we're like, uh, 
I was like, I was lied to when I was a kid for, because I don't know, there's a different time that, oh, your father was kidnapped, probably was killed in the war. <laughs> they told you this kidnapper will come back, you know? So I always like, oh, maybe he'll see me on TV. It's like a kid's things, right? Uh, so I kept that very strong feeling is like, you know, I, I want to have to be known and, and tell my story to the world, you know, like with the, with, you know, so, and there's hope too, because uh, it's going to the boarding school, uh, uh, orphanage, you know, because you go to sleep around like four or five in the afternoon, <laughs> and you like you're trying to go to sleep, and if you wake up, they'll beat the shit out of you. So I uh, dream about things, not like you know, just when was what better tomorrow, you know, like so that always like oh, you know, I'll be in Hollywood one day, you know, like <laughs> you know, I didn't even know what Hollywood is, but that's all I thought about, you know, like going to Hollywood and winning awards and. You know, going to the next. That's 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 what get me going in these places and these horrible places that I grew up in. And then all of a sudden, when I was like 15, 14, my uncle lives in America and he worked so hard to 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 support us because we had nobody else except my grandma and him. So uh, he was able to offer us. He worked very hard all of like for a long time, but we got a green cards from him. So. So my brother and I came to America in 1998 in August, and uh, I didn't know much of education. My education was boarding school. They just, they're not going to teach you much because it's kind of free. So I didn't much, I didn't know much. Like my uncle was trying to show me, he bought a big map of America. I'm like, wow, it's huge. It takes all over the, 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 the globe, you know? So he just gave it to me and showed me like, places in America that really could. And like, oh, so I was like really excited because I thought America was like small place, <laughs> like French, <laughs> like mm. Paris or something, you know, but it was the massive place. And uh, so that night we went to the beach and as I was driving down the beach, uh, we saw the Baywatch area. I was like, I was flipping out. I was like, wow, this is like, they were shooting Baywatch. And then he took us to Hollywood. And that's what I knew. It's like, because I didn't know where I was, like mentally, physically. <laughs> I have no clue. I was like 15, 16 years old kid, um, but also didn't have much of the education, you know, to, to know where, where exactly I was. But I was looking at Hollywood stars. And that's what I'm like, hits me hard because like uh, as a 16 years old kid, I was like 60 for the, the experience I had to go through. So I, it, I realized that I'm here now, like I'm here in Hollywood. Like it's weird. Like I could have been anywhere in the world. My uncle could have been living in Germany, he could have been living in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia versus Lebanon is like <laughs> a whole different world or even Dubai, anywhere, you know? But no, it was in Hollywood and he was, his house is like in Calabasas. So it was just literally like 30 minutes away. So I knew it was just meant to be I knew it just got to happen. Um, but the problem is I can barely speak Arabic as an Arabic kid. <laughs> you know, how can I speak English? So it was like, um, so I grew up a lot like being bullied for my English, because even like as I'm like learning as I go. Um, Clubhouse actually helped me speak out because I was very shy to speak because people make fun of my accent. So I sometimes just be quiet. <laughs> so it's like, well, it's just like, you know, I don't want people to think I don't speak English because, you know, as I do, but, you know, get a little bit, uh, you know, if you make fun of any person who's, uh, who's new to English and make fun of English, they can't speak anymore. They go like, ah. <laughs> you know, so it happened to me many times. So I was always hard for me to speak, uh, even if in Arabic, you know, I was uh, stuttering a lot in Arabic and uh, 
I didn't know how to speak. Like my language wasn't really proper. Uh, also, my 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 you know lips weren't good. <laughs> uh, so I I knew it was gonna be a really difficult road, you know, down the line. But I didn't really care about the difficulty because I knew it will happen. But looking back at it, like shit. I mean, that's like I didn't speak any English. You know, how did you get to anywhere? So anyway, I just went to school here. I went to you know like you know, English school, of course, when I first came in uh, to America. I remember I learned like uh, in one day, in 24 hours, I learned uh, how to say Monday <laughs> to Sunday. <laughs> so like, it was like really, really, uh, I just learned it like a whole thing. Like, I bet I don't know what I was saying, especially now as an actor, I get a script. When I read it, I have no clue what's going on. I read it again, like no clue. My brain just like freeze like, like a rock. Like, what am I looking at? <laughs> And then a third time, like, oh, okay, okay, this is speaking to you now. So that's what happened, you know, when you get to any, like, script or something, you don't know what's going on, eventually you find it. Um, and that's what it is. You know, eventually I will find how to speak English. And uh, just the more time I spend. And I think also what really helps eventually is podcasts. Because even though I go to school and everything, it wasn't helping, you know. Like, I can read it, I can write my, my homework but I can't really speak, you know, much. So, but I talk too much, which is good. So I could <laughs> babbling, but yeah, I, I think it was just a podcast. I listened to a lot of podcasts growing up when the podcast born, you know, 10, 20 years ago, 15 years ago now, so I listen all the time, you know, that helps, but you know, I, I came here and I, I worked, I worked in uh, a lot of different places, um, uh, uh, especially I worked in mortgage. I worked in, in uh, for LA Fitness. Uh, I was the sales manager, and um, and then um, that that time I knew where I became start becoming like a little bit more successful at what I was doing, whatever job. I knew it was time for me to move on to 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 the next level in acting because my language was getting better. Actually, I have a headshot, uh, black and white, hmm. even before they stopped black and white, and that's. I took this headshot basically, probably I was like 19 or 18. So I was really young when I started, but I started uh, right away in the fraud. Like the person who was trying to represent me and take pictures of me, they was trying to fraud me. And also like, uh, I went, like I saw something on a newspaper. We want a young actor, artist. I went there, it was a fraud, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, and maybe I should just go back to school and learn just to speak a little bit, understand what I'm looking at, and then I'll go back to acting. And that's what happened. I went back to the school a little bit. And I work in this, uh, you know, this environment, like mortgage and sales and whatever. And um, and then, you know, I, 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 you know, work for a hotel overnight. So I planned it out. <laughs> My friend said there is a possible uh, job for me if you want to get there overnight to a hotel. Actually, Avalon Hotel in Beverly Hills. So I worked there and it was a beautiful hotel. I loved it so much. So I worked there overnight and uh, there where everything started for me. You know, um, my friend, his name is Kevin Walsh. He's an actor. You can look him up. Kevin Michael Walsh, three names, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was a cook overnight in there. So I go in there and ask him well, how to start acting. And he said, go to central casting. So I did. <laughs> so I started central casting. I was in a lot of big movies. Like it was just like incredible. <laughs> A lot so, of stuff. So you yeah, started doing background work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started, like, I met so many people. I got featured in so many stuff. I got my SAG and AFTRA from 24, all three of them. 
and uh, I played two different roles. So they forget they cast me for one, they cast me for another one too. Awesome. So, very lucky. Yeah. so you got it, you got your three vouchers. Is that how you got your SAG Taff Hartley? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got him, I got him from 24. Show 24. Okay. He's awesome. in love. Actually, Rami Malik was the, the leading actor, young actor on the show I was doing background on. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I think it's really important. You know, I just want to go back a little bit. You said when you were in this orphanage and you were, you know, in in Lebanon, were you in Beirut? Beirut? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So here you are, a young boy in, a, you know, a tough place and you have a dream and you're visualizing yourself, you know, in a different place in Hollywood. You know, that's very similar to me. You know, my my stories, I had a tough childhood, you know divorced parents, there was a lot of abuse and, you know, there was a lot of stuff that happened, you know, and at, and at 15, you know, I had ran away from home. I, I couldn't deal with the, the abuse anymore, but I had a dream. I had a vision. I wanted to get out of where I was. And I had a dream of going to Hollywood. It's the same thing as you, you had this vision. I think that's key to have a vision. You have to have a vision. You have to see yourself doing it. You saw yourself, you didn't even know what Hollywood was, but you saw yourself going to Hollywood and getting awards and stuff like, you know, and, and I truly believe that that's, that's the, the key is to be able to vision yourself there already and achieving the dream. You know, I vision myself coming out to Hollywood. I used to watch a TV show called The Fall Guy and, you know, it was about Hollywood and stuntmen. Well, when I got out to Hollywood, you know, when it, my first audition was for that show and I got that part and it's like I climbed into my TV set. But I truly believe the only reason that happened is, is I truly visioned myself doing that. And then I took massive action, jumping on a plane, traveling 3000 miles away, not knowing anybody, you know, uh, so having making having the vision and then taking massive action towards the direction is what makes you achieve the dream, you know, and you came out and you you had to overcome a, huge obstacles, you know, learning how to speak English and knowing nothing about, you know, America and, and, and working odd jobs to, you know, survive out here. And then you met uh, an actor, right? And he kind of gave you some tips on how to break into the business, right? He said, okay, well, the path for you is, uh, you know, going to um, casting, do, working on extra work, right? And you went and you signed up with them and you have a great look, right? So you started working immediately and you paid your dues and you worked on some big sets and you learned a lot of great stuff being on those sets. You worked with actors like Rami Malek and, you know, you, you, it's a great experience for actors. You know, uh, there's a flip side to that. You got to work long hours. They treat you like, you know, cattle, you know, and you, they put you in a corner over there, but you know, it's a great experience for young actors. So here you are, you get your SAG card, right. From doing some background work, you get your three vouchers and how do you get, out of that background world and into, you know, uh, you know, real like television? Well, that's a great question. So when we, when we first started background, when I first started background, background world was changing from like treat you like horrible to you can't talk to these people like that. Like they'll fire you. And I'm like, wow, you could have gotten fired a year ago for what you just said to me a year ago. So, so people change that the, the ADs and P, uh, all these people change completely. They were horrible even before, like uh, before they even uh, changed uh, the sack and after I come together. Sometimes, like after I was like yelling at the kid eating and stuff like that. So I we changed to like better to start moving to a better uh, woke environment. I don't know what you call it, but they become better people, or they just start hiring better people. Uh, so background work 
you know, I've done it the hard way. Like I've done non-union uh, for a long, long time. And then uh, the moment I have some money, I bought AFTRA. And the moment I was uh, eligible to SAG, you know, I worked very, very hard. You know, I was like a waiter and like working at night in the morning just to make that $5,000. So it was a lot more than before. I don't know, it was really expensive. And I paid it and I became right away. So I, when I see people like, I'm saggy, you know, my agent said saggy. I'm like, we don't have to go through what I have to go through. Because <laughs> if I get saggy, I'm sag eligible. I'm like, I'm going to become sag now. And then they do like, they do, they're so good now, they do payment, get back there, cash or credit card. I mean, I have credit card back now. So I was like having like my seven o'clock, I was like having alarm clock on my phone, like at seven, six fifty nine. That's when I called every night for 10 years to, to leave myself available. That because before you, and then every day I was just like clicking boom, 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 on my phone because you have to call. Now they just send you, you're available to work. But before they like, I have to send out my phone that I just keep um, like dialing, dialing in, get through. So it was really difficult just to get the job as background. It was like 50 bucks a day. Um, so the moment I became SAG, I started doing it more money, but a lot less. So it was like, you know, so I had to like basically do other jobs, you know, on the side. It wasn't like as happy about it because like you could make 200 bucks a day, but now you're like, you only work once, once a month. As I was like, basically Arab American casting come through that. So I was, I was working on uh, Argo. Um, on the day 10, I'm supposed to speak. I have like a line and we'll go through that later. But um, Arab, American cast, Arab American casting idea, start cooking in Argo set because I was there for 10 days. Uh, people were asking me questions like I was in union. Uh, you can't touch union, you know, we're like all oh, union, you know, not like that. But, you know, we were like, we treated like a nicer cattle. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we'll go eat first. So like a thousand people were like eating first, you know, and then. Uh, our job was guaranteed for 10 days. So we come in, we're not there, we're guaranteed to work. Uh, so there were just a lot of good things. So people come and ask me on a lot of Middle Eastern people there. And and they were having such a hard time finding these people. They were on the radio, on TV. They were all over. They were shipping people from different states. They're getting family deals. <laughs> they were like literally doing anything they can to get people on set uh, who are this look. So... Um, people were asking me questions. I'm like, you're asking a lot of questions. Well, how come we don't have anything for us, for these people? So I kept like thinking about maybe making a short or something. At that time, I actually had a huge accident that changed my life completely, made me into kind of like, uh, well, I, my arm is a little useless than it used to be, my this arm. Um, I had like an elbow uh, changed because of, I had an accident with my bike. So I was like still, my arm was still like all in, in the cast. So when I go to Argo, I literally moved it and put it in a smaller cast because I have no money. I have to support my mom and I have to support. I wasn't married that time. Yeah. So, you know, people ask me like, hey, how did you get in? I met a, a guy there. He's he's a, a little crazy guy. He's nice, very nice guy. But, you know, actors are a little weird. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I liked him right away. He's he's an older guy and he was an actor back in the days, but now he's got into it back. And he was telling me about Joey, meet Joey Nabel, you know, he's a really good guy, you know, he does voiceover, you should definitely meet him. And then, you know, you know, there's a lot of stories from Argo, but I'm gonna go straight to the, the how we get to, away from, from your topic. He uh, introduced me to Joey 
after Argo, a week or two after Argo, uh, he called me and said, Joey, uh, Maj Jabrani and Joey Mabel and Ari something, his name, the director, is an Oscar winner director for West Bank Story 2007. They're doing a movie, they're doing like a short movie, it's very funny, it's on YouTube, it's called um, Gaddafi Went to Hollywood or Gone Hollywood by Maj Jabrani. And um, you come meet this guy, you know, you have a role there. So I'm like, that's amazing. So now I get to meet the guy who might know that I do Arabic so I can do Arabic voiceover. And, you know, just also most importantly, I will be meeting and working with an Oscar winner director. Mm. I mean, any, any actor would tell you, have you been directed by an Oscar winner director? That's such a pleasure, you know, an honor. And, and you have to have it. You're like, and you're, and you're, it has to happen. <laughs> And it's happening right there. So I, I went there on set. I was very excited to meet them. You know, Madge Jabrani, he was already popular. And 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 uh, and uh, Joey. And Joey was like, I'm not talking shit about Arabic people, but not every people are always there. You know, they're not always to each other. And Joey was like, the moment he met me, he knew I was Arabic. He knew I was a, you know, a good person. He's a family man. He just opened up. Very nice person. I was just, wow. He's an Arab-American guy, but he's so nice. And I went home that day, and I'm thinking about what happened, you know, with all this beautiful little, like, little thing, you know. He's an Arab-American guy, an Arab guy. It referred me to work. So such a powerful thing, you know, because some people don't, oh, I somebody referred, because I'm a casting director now for a lot of people who work. So some people take that to the next level. They're on their deathbed. Like, you referred me, you're, you'll go you'll go down with me as like a hero to my life, you know? Some people don't care. It's like, oh, okay, I just work. So some people see it, this depends, you know? Um, but I saw it that way. I saw this like a big deal because this is my vision, my, my image for the rest of my life in this film. And I met these people and the only good thing gonna come out of it, you know? So, so I basically created a website, uh, not a website, a Facebook group called United Arab American Actors. And it was an instant... It was a group wasn't you, but it, it was an instant hit. You know, it was like boom. And I'm like a broken arm. I barely need work. I can't barely do anything. I'm like broken spirit pretty much at that time mm-hmm. <laughs> because I lost something from from Argo too. So I was like pretty like you know out there like I don't know. Just I just want to create something because I don't know. I don't know why, but I did it. It pissed a lot of people off. The magna, the asshole one, the mean one, and the great people. They saw it the way it should be. And it was stolen by the asshole one. And so when that name was stolen, it was made into a, a, a website. You know, they're trying to take it away from somebody who's built it on YouTube, uh, Facebook. It's a group on Facebook. A bunch of Arab actors come together and start, start collecting them. You know, like go all over the world, like try and get them all in one group. And then... Um, my friend Joey called me. He said, these people are coming after you. They're trying to make a threat. And he showed me a whole, like, like a messages. So I'm like, okay, what can we do? I'm thinking, so I guess I have to be a casting director. And I didn't say it that way, but I guess I have to make this into a website where we're like, you know, I used to go to like a second after a foundation a lot. So I was already kind of like, they prepare me to do something great <laughs> in my head. Like you have second after with you, what can you do with it? You know? So so I'm like, okay, so I'll just go ahead and, and, and see if I can. He, he, he mentioned Arab American casting. Let's see if we can get that. So I went, looked up on GoGo, I mean, on GoDaddy. It was like $2.99. I called my brother. He was an engineer for website and stuff. Said, uh, this, this, this happened. 
And these people want to come after me. They're like, I mean, they're not going to come after to kill me, but basically they're saying they're going to basically good luck for me to get any job in Hollywood. That's, that's literally what they said. Mm-hmm. One other guy said he's a, he was a casting director. He said to me, you put your head. My wife still remember that because of text message. You put your head. And back in then they, they text you anything because they don't know. They can, you can take a screenshot because you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, they can just abuse you. You know, I've got text messages like horrible. It's like you uh, put your head in the tiger's mouth, like tiger's mouth. I grew up in the worst place. Whatever I told you at the beginning, that's just very small. Mm-hmm. I've done worse. I've gone, I've gone through worse. Like I've gone through worse. Man. My arm is hanging on my side. I can't even like, <laughs> you know, well, tiger's mouth. I mean, I whipped my whole body in a freaking dinosaur. It doesn't really matter. I put myself <laughs> in the, in the tra- next to the train. Uh, is about the right things to do. So the right thing to do was that day is not to have my people treated like shit, not to have the people be like somebody, I'm a SAG actor, so you shouldn't be threatened for my job because I'm doing something good. I shouldn't be doing that. I, also, I should be, um, I, there should be something for me. Um, my picture should be out there. If I was a human centipede, for example, somebody should be proud of it. Maybe, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't see, I don't have pictures of my movies here. But somebody should be like, hey, that's an Arab person did that, you know, but because, well, because it's, it, it's empower other Arab people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we did. Arab American casting. We opened it up and we start. I start going to every single Arab actor, the biggest one first. Start cussing me out to the small ones. And I start getting the big one first. Literally went to the big one. Like whoever, I'm not going to name them. So start going down. And some of them start coming through. And the more pictures that boot up, the more profile up that build in, the more people coming in. And uh, got a TV interview from here, from Egypt. And the, the company went up in Egypt, went up in Lebanon because I'm Lebanese. People knew about it. So started getting big people from Lebanon to be on the website. It's free. It's free to join. Just put your stuff there. And mm-hmm. um, till today, I mean, every week somebody get benefit off the website, you know. Love it. Maybe not directly me, like, but somebody from the website technically is me. So working. So, you know, what I love is, you know, I know for me, the secret, what I found is uh, the secret to living is giving and being of service and being able to help somebody else. You know, I know seven years ago, eight years ago, when I built my studio, my school, right. I was in the same place, a similar place. I had, torn my rotator cuff, my labrum. I was in a sling for nine months. I was out of work. I was kind of broken. I was dealing with a lot of stuff in my life, people dying from cancer. And I lost my 11-year-old niece to brain cancer and my stepfather to prostate cancer. And my wife got diagnosed with breast cancer. This is all happening in that one period. My dog ran out and got hit by a car. I mean, I was literally in a bad, bad place, you know, and I got the calling. You need to open up the Manhattan Active Studio opened up my school. And I was like, well, I don't, you know, like, this is ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not in a position to, to do this right now, but I got that calling and I just followed that, that voice, that inner voice telling me that I needed to do this and help other people. Because I know when I came out to Hollywood, I wish there was somebody like me that could have pointed me the way and said, okay, this is the way. Stay away from that scam. Like you said, you you had people trying to scam you when you first came out here. You know, I, I, I had to deal with all that, too, when I first came out here at 18. Scammers, you know, there's a lot of crap in Hollywood. And I've carved my way through the, the, 
the desert and I know where the quicksand is. You know, I know, you know, I know where the it, it's it's kind of a scary place if you don't know how to carve your way through the jungle of Hollywood. And, you know, that's when I opened up my school. And for me, it's been amazing because I can help other people you know, reach out to them and help them achieve the dream and point them. This is direction. Stay away from that photographer. Stay away from that thing. And you're doing a very similar thing is, is you found a niche. You found a need for, you know, Arab American actors, um, a safe place for them to be able to be guided by you. And, and you took that and you took action and you created this thing and you had obstacles people threatening you and, and, but you didn't let that stop you. You kept moving forward and now you've created a very successful casting company, right? The Arab American casting company. And now I think it's brilliant. I mean, personally, I think it's brilliant because, you know, there's as an actor, you're going to know about the projects that they're looking to cast someone like you. And it really opens a door for you to, you know, put you in and and the people that you work with, you know, it's a great opportunity. You know, I, I know there's a lot of different projects. Like let's say I, I, in this business, you get typecast, you know, I know a lot of Mexican American actors that, you know, they, they, they only looked at it one way. Oh, you can only play the cholo. You can only play the gangster. You know, I mean, I had Emilio Rivera on my podcast and, you know, he plays those kind of roles, you know, but he's, he's got, you know, his own series, Mayans MC, you know, he he's literally shown Hollywood. Okay, well, listen, I can do other things too. I don't. Have, that's not the only role that I can play. You know, there's Italian actors that you know they play gangsters, Goodfellas, uh, Bronx Tale. You know, but the people kind of put them in a box and say you can only play this kind of role. How do you feel about casting and typecasting and how you know people try to put you? Okay, you're going to play only. You're going to play the terrorist. You know how do, how does how do how do you feel about that? Well, I wish that they can give me only terrorist role. <laughs> I mean, I'll be making money every day, but they give it to a lot of different people, not even Arab. And uh, I, I mean, if 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 the terrorist that they, is Arabic, he should be playing by Arab person, uh, unless a, a Persian, I mean, a person or like Armenian person is better, then they should do it. How do I feel about typecasting, though? Um, you know, um, the great uh, Glenn. Uh, Mar- Marshall, I think is the last name. He always said in our room when he comes to pub house, he so he goes like, when he, we always talk about typecasting and like cast, typecasting or no casting, you know, it's like big one. Yeah, yeah at least you're a type. <laughs> yeah, he was like a big one, big, big one, you know. I mean, he's typecast all the time. I mean, yeah. he's like, you know. Um, so um, in inside my heart, the business heart, if I can be typecast every day, no problem. So he's no problem. I'll do it. Um, you know, it's an opportunity. So when somebody come to a dinner and ask for a vegan food, well, you can just eat vegetable. I'm sorry. We make steaks. You know, you come into a barbecue. So you just put the vegetable, eat it and shut up. You know, it's your problem. So have I said that also, I don't believe people kind of have to go write their own stuff. I don't really believe that. I mean, people do it. You should do it, write your own stuff and shoot your own stuff. I believe you should do that. You know, there's there, and they pay us on Instagram just to do all that stuff. But however, I believe is to tag in with the team. I mean, I can write my own stuff. 
I'm married to a beautiful woman who happened to be Greek, German, American, you know, and beautiful kids. So, I, I mean, if I write that, I mean, somebody tried to write a pilot about my, what I do and they put my wife as a Muslim woman and she leaving me. So I'm like, well, she's not. She's an American woman. She's blonde, you know, and I got her from high school. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so cute. It's so adorable. Like it's, it's also crossing the border. People really were hard to us because we were diverse with different people. Back in the days, we were to say, we would be with young people. So that would be a really good show. They didn't listen to me. But the point is, we can sit there and write stuff like Rami Malik, Mo, Rami Youssef, and Mo, stuff like this. And, you know, to talk about, like, again, to go back to uh, typecast, right? Typecast, it, it, I, I just want to make sure that we all get in work, at least auditions. If we get in auditions and, it, you know, we're putting our stuff through the audition, making sure that we have agency and management and make sure they are doing their job on us and make sure you're doing your job. As long as you go into auditions, you're doing your job as an artist. It's, it's, uh, you have to kind of, you know, it's happening everywhere. Where can I get the job? Where you, the most important is to be seen. So if, it's, uh, if you are not being seen because you, you, because of probably your problem, because you think you'd be typecast too much, but if I can get in as an artist, just get in trying, cause it's not, it's not for, Hollywood is so tough. So if I, I can just get in, and just do some lines. If, if I can, if okay, here's my point. The reason I made it that far as an actor, and I can even make it further if I can, if I can just, if I don't have two things going on for me, is because I'm Arabic. The reason I does I do a lot of voiceover uh, for a lot of big stuff like X Men. I have checks from there from X Men right there waiting for me to catch. Uh, a lot of stuff like Thirteen Soldier, a lot of stuff. They keep coming. Uh, NCIS. Uh, NCIS, uh, that's just NCIS something, voiceover, that mm-hmm. keep coming. Um, money just keep coming, the things I've done, I don't know what year, I forgot. Okay. Sure. But the reason I got these is because I speak Arabic, and the reason I got in the movies like Human Centipede and all the other movies like uh, Luxifer and TV show is because I am Arabic. So please typecast me. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it. Hopefully, my dream is to like, hey, maybe I play a doctor. You know, like I can always say, I'm not a doctor and I never played one on TV, right? You could say that probably, but also I can tell you I'm not, an, I'm not a lawyer and I never played one on TV. So those two things got to be filled in down the line somehow, but it's not, it's not Howard's problem. When the moment I start speaking like a lawyer and act like one and look like one, maybe they can, can start auditioning for that. But if I can keep getting into the audition, keep getting into to work because I'm Arabic, it's no problem. And there's nothing I can do about it, just who I am. Um, but I, you know, I want more awareness of that is happening. Like uh, it's, it's uh, I'm not a terrorist when I'm on set. Don't treat me like one, even though I literally look like one, even worse sometimes. It seems like my work like shit. <laughs> yeah, because I haven't slept all day. Um, so, don't treat me like one. I'm an artist. Uh, even though my look on a set might offend you, doesn't mean that you can go home and write more bullshit about me, more shit to demonize my people. So that's my problem. It's like, where is the bad guy? That's Hollywood looking for a bad guy. Where is the fucking bad guy? So if they keep making me into a bad guy, 
I mean, I have a lot of experience. You know, I work for Chateau Marmont. I'm sure you know that right in the front for years. You can probably Google Chateau Marmont. It's in right in the front with a lot of stars. But, you know, uh, people used to come up to me uh, like a few times. It happened. Sometimes I want to cry in the bathroom. Lady come up to me. She's like, you know, Jesus is drunk. And like she said, she came in and, and I'm on my phone. I'm just minding my own business in the corner. I don't want to fancy see me on my phone. And I'm like, she came up to me. She's like, my only problem, she was so drunk, is that person. Like, my beard was all, all up, you know, I'm an actor. And I'm like, I shook down. I'm like, I'm like, what did he do to you, my boss said. And she just went off, like, like you know. So um, I knew it was like, uh, also, you know, like, I knew, I know racism is so scary in America because people don't talk about it anymore. So in high school, when I was in high school, I know to stay away from that guy, stay away from that guy. You guys want to beat me up because you know, I don't like who we are. It's fine. I've happened too many times. So, but not knowing uh, when I drive for Uber sometime back in the day, I, drove, I, had, I haven't drive for Uber for a long time. And I had a customer come up uh, a few times. I have a lot of, but one of them, which I was shaking, the guy goes like, get in the car. He goes, uh, where are you from? He's drunk. And I'm like, in my head, I just got the call. I was home. I was literally almost sleeping. But I'm like, I want to make some extra money at 1.30 at night. I went to get this guy. And his friend sat right behind me. He's like, don't worry where he's from. Get in. He's trying to give you a ride. Get in. Where are you from? I'm not getting in his car. I want to know where he's from. He's a big white guy, you know. And I was just shaking. And like, I was just shaking. I didn't know what to do. But I knew... Here's this guy going in my car. I'm saving his life for seven bucks. So I knew that that uh, that was going on. It, it, it's probably happening in the casting room. Uh, it's also happening in, in the auditions. It's happening with the guy who's picking me up. Also, the, my own people sometimes, because they see us how we are demonized. So if you are an Arabic person, uh, in, the, in the film industry who uh, is trying to, um, in a producer, and they see us, I'm like, oh, I don't want these guys. Even around Arabic, uh, Arabic American right now, going around for a while. That's why if you see my post on my Facebook, the last post, they, they go around and tell each other it's Arab is Jarab, which is mean Arabic people are, are poison. And these are the worst word, like poison and contagious at the same time. And that's, that is just sad because the people that help me are Arabic people. Some of them, they're not that great, but they still help me, you know. So, you know, and some of them are amazing. Joey Mabel just helped me for no reason. A lot, and he, you know, so I just feel like the more my people come together, uh, the more Hollywood will see that something going on there. Um, before Arab American casting, there was a little bit of where can you go? Who, who are you? Uh, I played Hispanic most of the time. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted Arabic casting to grow because I, mean, I love Hispanic people, but I'm not, you know, I'm Arabic. Oh. So they have, to, they have their own story. I have my stories. So, you know, I think, I think it's the battle of, of diversity in Hollywood awareness and it's also a battle of, uh, of uh, you, know, is it, it, you know, the people on top still have different uh, images for our people. Um, the best thing you can do, like, just do, just do ourselves. Like, for example, I'm a casting director, uh, at first Arab and, and first Middle Eastern in, in, in the casting, which is surprising, which is also, it's, it's an honor. 
Um, wow. I use that tag to tell other people that I'm here. I made it here with all this stuff. Let's see what we can do with it. You know, let's work here. So let's work that these people are going up in a ladder to some places and have good names in front of them. You know, these people has to lead in a positive way. Like I said, you know, my people are really good people. There's a lot of bad people. You can hang out with six bad people and Eric people. I think all the Eric people are bad, but no, you haven't seen the other, the other four. But, you know, so it, it, that's why Arab American casting therefore, that's why we do a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, clubhouse, Arabian night, chit chat, I've seen Hollywood. We do it all the time by, you know, run by Arabic people, Arab American and very sweet people. And these people had actually did a lot of good for clubhouse. Some of them find agency, some of them find love um, and friends all because of our room. And but the most importantly, they found Arabic person that they used to, the word demonize. They're just regular people. Sure. They have more depth because, not saying no, no more than the other, but they have more depth because you haven't seen it. You haven't put yourself in the Arab American community yet, you know, because there isn't one. Can we talk about you as a casting director? You know, so, so you, you become a casting director and what is your advice for actors who are trying to connect with you as, uh, as an actor? Here I am, you know, I, I'd like to be cast in your project. I mean, how do you, how do you want actors to approach you? What, what, what is the way? What is the path for you? Okay, so I mean, every casting director is different. Uh, and as, as we know, we grow, we get a little bit more stricter about how we want people to, to, to approach us. So I think for all casting directors, you have to kind of follow them on Twitter, Instagram. That way you can support them and see, and you can, they can see you and just the best. And if you don't want to do that, open one account just for that. For me, I want people to join my website. You know, what's, sometimes I'm hanging out with a casting director. I mean, there are a handful of us that have our own website. It's like a very small amount that we have our own website. And my website is, is two things in one. It's my website the casting director, but it's also Arab American casting. So you can, you can join uh, me as a casting director, um, hopefully with my journey, hopefully we can you know, see all my casting, all the stuff that I share. But also it's for Arab American casting in MiddleEasternActors.com, MensaActors.com diversity in Hollywood. So it's all kind of like depend what we're promoting in American casting. People can join for free. They can follow each other on the app. They're made by Wix. It's completely free all the time. And, you know, and so that's that's the one thing. And then they can email me and um, I have a list. Of, I have a, uh, honestly I have a long list of people waiting to put their pictures up, but I have to get on that list. I always trying to but you know, I put them, I try to put everybody's pictures up. I'm not gonna happen to everybody. There's thousands of thousands of people on there. Email works. I do reply to emails, and if I don't reply, you email me again. Text message is perfect. Um, nobody calls. I mean, I just because you just pick up the phone call. It could be in the bathroom. It could be somewhere. It just I mean, I don't have workshops. Uh, I don't have one-on-one uh, -on -one training. I take great pictures, but I don't take pictures of actors, uh, you know, because it just, I, I feel that's a whole different. Sure. It, took, it took me actually over a couple of years to make that decision. Uh, I do take pictures of my friends and I shot if I have to, but it's completely free. So if I was somewhere, if you were in my office auditioning, you're going to get pictures from my camera because I love taking photos. Yeah. So if you're somebody coming to the event or something like that, you're going to see me. So yeah. if, we have been, I think I'm going to go to the event to support one of my friends 
I haven't decided on Saturday TLC. So those events, sometimes I post them up, people come and see. Um, but, you know, the one thing I regret is that I don't have much time. So I, eventually I'll work it out because there's so many people are coming in now that I'm a CSA as well, where Arabic and Middle Eastern, they want to meet you. They want to sit down. And it, it's, uh, it's difficult, you know, because I got kids and, you know, I want to listen to them. And that's why we have Clubhouse too, in a way. And I want, I want to give these people, like I want to yeah. make sure they get what they want from me. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that for a second. You know, Clubhouse, if people don't know what Clubhouse is, it's kind of like social media, but it's just voice. Uh, you know, you join a room and your room may be with uh, casting directors or agents or, you know, there are different rooms in Clubhouse. It's a great way to be in a conversation with uh, some people in the industry that you're interested in getting their knowledge. So what is your if Clubhouse room? So if somebody's listening to this and they want to go on Clubhouse and find you, uh, what is it? It's Hollywood chit chat. Is that what it is? Well, we 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 given Hollywood chit chat a little break to the next winter, but we have Hollywood chit chat. Uh, but the most important one that people would actually benefit from it's called ca- uh, Craft of Casting. Every Monday night by Rose Rosen CSA and many other CSA members of Casting Live America. Every Monday night at six p.m. California time, and they have recording for over a year. So. Um, that room, if you're an actor, filmmaker, you should be in that room because these people, everyone, some of those people charge a lot of money too to have like, you know, for, for their time. So it's free right there. You can ask any question. There is also, uh, we, we created, so how would you chat usually right after that room? You won't see it like for the next couple more weeks if we've taken a summer break um, because we've been literally running for like, two years straight. And then we have Arabian Night, where everything started there. Arabian Night was supposed to be presented by Arab American Casting. Uh, and it, but what's amazing about Arabian Night, it started diversity in Hollywood in Arabian Night, because everybody in Arabian Night is not Arabian. Everybody else in the world. Arabian Night was, is, a, is a name Arabian Night because I felt like the great podcast name, because you can go for a 1,000 night. So what we were doing it, number uh, uh, countdown, we are at almost 400 nights. Wow. Um, yeah. So, but we used to go every day in the pandemic. Now we go every Friday and we got a musician, great guy. His name is Kareem. And we got, uh, an acting teacher and actor, acting star, I would say actor star. She's a big star in Lebanon and she does a great job here. She also hosts a room and they're very nice, very open. They love everybody. So it's great. You know, he's from Syria. She's from Lebanon. And then of course we have Jerry, He's American. He's uh, American Jewish, so he also run the room, which is amazing. And we had other couple of people that left, but you know they're all different ethnic people. And we started diversity in Hollywood because in Clubhouse, it reminded me of my high school experience. <laughs> you know, with people who were racist to you because they straight up, you know, you know because they can. Uh, so in Clubhouse, people were not, not racist, but not inclusive. You know used very hard to go on stages and to get modded and you know to talk people like so i felt like that was a thing that people loves like the audience they like to be talked down to i don't know the weird so i'm like why are you here why does the big rooms has people being talked down to yell at and mostly either they all kind of same kind of avatars you know they're not really 
diverse like America should be or the world because you're on Clubhouse, you should be in the world, not in America. Yeah. Like, you know, our Bobby, we met Bobby. He's in Canada. Yeah. We talked yeah. to him. You know, and there's some ladies in, in different states, in different, in different uh, in Europe and all over the world. So we did diversity in Hollywood that day and it got so famous uh, uh, and we kept doing it. <laughs> we kept doing it. It got so popular to the point that it was like, you're pushing it too much. So I had to stop it because it, was, it wasn't about complaining. It was about what can we do? No. So we talked too much and then we got to the complaining level then I stopped it. You know, so hopefully we can continue on down the line. What, what's your advice to actors coming out to Hollywood with this stream? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I think my it, it just depends because where you're coming from, who you come from. But if you have a hard, like regular, you have no money, most 90% of the people, I guess. I mean, there's so many advices, you know. I mean, take care of yourself because at the end of the day, you know, they're going to hire you and your body. You went through a hard time. I went through a hard time, like a dark period, a uh, very dark period. I, I lost a cousin of mine, too. She was like 11. So, I, I you know, about a few years ago. So I, I understand that. So, you know, I think I think taking care of yourself. I, I, that's something that for me, I, I work a lot. I work from the 5 a.m. to the 12, you know, and then I'm like, oh, where do I work out? You know, so sometimes that happened. Take care of yourself, but also take care of your financial health. But what I didn't have back then is I didn't have Uber. I didn't have Amazon Prime. I didn't have all these big apps that I can open and make money whenever I need to. Those are sent from heaven. Imagine you had that when you came to America. So when you came to LA, you yeah. do an Uber eat, like you're making 200 bucks a day, 300 bucks. So, and then you on audition. Don't take those for granted. I mean, those are amazing for us because, like, I had to, till, till Uber shows up and the years after, I had to, like, to actually leave the job at the hotel. And it was really hard. Because I worked there every day as an actor, the casting director. I had to work at the hotel to, 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 to make money, you know. So in the hotel, it was difficult. Sometimes you have more working. They can, they can cover you. And, uh, but it was, it, was, it was actually a pretty nice place to work, you know. Uh, for actors so they can cover you most of the time but other places they won't they won't even hire you knowing you're an actor uh, so that is very important to make sure that you have your money and have a lot of it that way you can buy whatever you need you know get your house you get your cameras get you get your lighting if you need and just give you know that is just make sure the most importantly uh, i would say don't be loyal to your to the agency your management like don't look, I mean, maybe, maybe you should be, maybe they're not all of them are the same. Generally keep looking for more. That's <laughs> great know? advice. That's, that's keep great advice. For better one, you know, because my heart like swole every day. So you can see a couple of my friends sign up with an agent, you know, but I know like she doesn't, she has never done TV or movies, but she will get there one day. Right. But it's not their fault. They don't know that because they're getting cast for non-union commercial every day and getting cast for like some Arabic lawn or something like something non-union. I got my agent. He's no longer around. Unfortunately, I have to find you one. But I was getting booked as a SAG actor, SAG stuff only. Looks so for TV movies, TV show. And I was actually getting booked because there was less people coming in. So, so, you know, a lot of people asking for management, 
But I, what I know about manager is that how much money do you make a month for him to manage that? So you, you, people always have manager and they haven't even done background work. It's concerning because you have to be careful. People out there are crazy. Like they're, 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 they are, there's no book for crazy. There's too many pages would have been all over the, the planets. There's too many. Like every page will tell you what type of crazy that person is. There's, I've learned people can do that. Just be careful with who you are. Make sure that you as a person deserve better and your Asian is a better person. So, you know, keep looking for a new one. Forget it. Oh, I'm Asian. I'm loyal. They should be loyal to you too. You should work together. Oh, I'm sure they take care of you. And I'm sure that I'm not talking shit about them. I'm just saying, don't be loyal to them. And if you are, you're going to come back. You, you might regret it down the line because some people are doing really good and you're not. And maybe that's because this guy is doing his job and the other guy isn't. I see some agent on a clubhouse, for example. They're on all day long. And I ask the other guy, I'm like, he should be submitting you for work yeah. right now. Because what if I'm an agent, I'll be right now clicking submit, 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 submit. As a casting director, I don't have to submit anybody. Yeah, sometimes actors get comfortable or, or they they uh, they're afraid to leave their agency. You know, you got to step outside your comfort zone. You got to be able to take that leap and find that agent, that bigger agent that's going to get you into that bigger room. Sometimes you're with a smaller boutique agency. They don't have the juice to get you into that room or with that casting director. So it really truly is about finding that right representation. I mean, having a, a powerful agent that's going to get you in a door to the big projects is key. So sometimes actors stay in it and five years go by and they're with the agent and they're not getting those, those right auditions. So yeah, get, don't, don't get comfortable with your agent. If, if your agent's not doing your job, find another agent. There are a lot of agents out there and really keep banging on a door till you find that person that really sees you for your talent and sees, well, I, I can, I can make money off of you. I'm going to get you in those big projects because I believe in you. So last question, if you could go back and give yourself the little you some life advice, what would that be? Oh man, just chill out, you know, just calm down. Um, but I think it would be a hard thing to understand at that time either. I think the best advice I would probably just like is, you know, because I it'd be kind of weird to say that because you don't know what your future is going to be. But you just keep, it just works smarter, you know. Like I think the agent thing um, is the comfort, you know, is the comfort thing, and it's it's also yeah. I just I think the best thing I can probably go back and tell myself is just, you know you know, don't change anything and just, you know, keep going. And it was just, I kind of did in a way. Um, but I, I, you know, there's a lot of things that I could regret in a way, but, but at the same time, because it just, there, there is, there was no time for me to sit down and there was no time for me to sit down and just do other things, but can I do better? Yeah. That's a, that's, that's something I always say to myself every day. Like, I could have been better places, you know, so what was the different? What's happening? And I think is it it it's 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 trusting other people. That's what I would have probably told myself. It just you know, give faith. There's a lot of good people out there. Give them give them give them a chance. And 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 that's that's what I would probably tell myself. Well then, have faith. 
Your yeah. past does not equal your future. It doesn't matter where you come from. None of that matters. It's it's you seeing a vision for your future and going after that vision with a vengeance and saying, I'm going to make this dream a reality and, and you can make it a reality. I mean, you've done it. I've done it. You know, it's possible. So for the listeners out there, don't let anything stop you. Follow your dreams. Have faith. This This talent was given to you. It's a gift. And, you know, go shine that light. Once again, I want to thank you. Thank you. I know it was the last minute I asked you to come on the podcast. I really appreciate you sharing your your wisdom and your knowledge. And uh, I look forward to, you know, seeing you again, getting together next time, uh, you know, there's a IRL (laughs) in real life uh, get together. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. Take care. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't. Please take whatever you get from here, the golden nuggets, and apply them to your career. Go after your dreams with passion. Don't let anybody tell you it can't be done. I believe in you. Follow your dreams. I'll see you in Hollywood.